0: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly. And... Look, it's me. I bet you're wondering, how did I get there? It's your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by my great co-hosts, which like to tell the people who it is that you are.
1: Hey, it's me. It's Stephanie, aka Kath and Steph, on Twitter, The Snowfare on Tumblr, and Hella Steph on Instagram, and, um, uh, Weekly. You know, it's a word that, you know, has multiple meanings, and certainly not uh, the frequency of once every seven days.
2: Yo, what up? It's me. It's Eric. Uh, you can't find me on the internet anymore. I promise. Don't go looking. And,
1: uh,. <laughs>
2: That's about it. That's about it for me. You know, it's been two weeks, but uh not two weeks since I looked at either Dom or Steph, so
1: That's true.
0: Yeah, we uh, It's only been we one week for the OhioCon yeah, we went to OhioCon in Columbus and we probably would have recorded afterwards, but unfortunately the snow uh between Columbus and Pittsburgh and uh, a third city to drop somebody off. Um I'm not gonna dox my homies. Even though it's not the city they live in, so it doesn't matter, but who cares? Uh, Made it so I was on the road from about uh, noon to 7.30 p.m. uh, for a drive that's supposed to be, you know, three and a half hours, give or take 45 minutes for a detour. Uh, It was not that because Mother Nature said, "What uh, what if it wasn't fun? So we dealt with that, but we but live... You we had
1: a bad time.
0: Yeah, we, we, we do these, we all were safe, so that's the more important thing. Uh, so we did not record last week, and then uh, things got away from us and we didn't record on Monday because we still had to do some editing, but you all got uh, an episode. Um, so we're here, trying to still produce lovely, lovely content. Uh, and as we're doing that, Steph, Eric, how are you two doing on this fine day of the week?
1: Um, I'm doing alright. Uh, we... Ha- the... the- butch mccall the uh, the hottest harper collins strike update is that we have uh the company has agreed to enter mediation which is like a fun thing where we get to sit in one room and they get to sit in another room and a uh, federal third party takes our asks back and forth to each other so we don't get into screaming fights uh and that starts this week which is super fun uh That's... so you know i have got some hope in my heart these days
0: Oh, it's like that thing you're like go tell feeling. janet that i'm feeling bad will you go tell robert that i'm not speaking to him? will you go tell karen that i have had it up to here will you tell michael that it's that right yes
1: exactly. essentially yeah yeah except the government your tax dollars are paying for it love that every uh, i mean i prefer every that negotiations is assigned a federal mediator from the get-go you just don't have to talk to them if you don't want to
0: See, you know, I, the government could have stepped in and fixed this beforehand, and it would have cost me quite as many tax dollars. But hey, you know what? do We pay? we're just paying them there to sit still, look pretty, anyway, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I was gonna say, and I prefer that my tax money goes to this than say, like, I don't know, more more guns or something. So. I was
1: say, uh, for for every federal mediator that is called upon to assist in a negotiation, one less person in Yemen is killed by a drone strike. Right. And doesn't that make you feel good in your heart? A
2: little less money goes to Raytheon. No. Like, no, it doesn't
0: make me feel better. We should just not do the bad thing and not have to do this other thing. <laughs> it, it makes me feel worse. We have, to, we have to put a whole industry on strike just to stop someone from getting blown up. I hate this. This can't be the only way things have to go from now on. This can't be the way. This can't be the way.
2: Well, unfortunately it is, because uh, life is I a fucking so, nightmare. Right. How about that? so um, yeah
0: life life, life is, is a fucking
1: nightmare
0: life could be better but it's not um that's fine though we we, we work through these um, well as we're working through these uh we want to let you all know that we are uh sponsored by Grinding coffee company they're our sponsor and more about them at the end of the show so you can get a deal and we can do well so you know just just oh, keep yeah. that in your hearts uh, so we can jump into the news if you all like, um, I'm not sure if there's a good chronological way to go through this. Um, but we can just go, kind of go with how they're pointed out. I guess we could start with the bad news first or like the less fun news. And then I think the rest of this is pretty fun, good news release discourse. Um, so update on, uh, one Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame, uh, adult swim, has a font style, so they don't have to do the Notes app apology. They just release a, like an image that is just also Notes <laughs> app style. That said, hey, yeah, we're uh, we're cutting ties with this man. Uh, the crew is still hard at work making good episodes, and the show will continue on without him. Comments are disabled. Argue you with your mama, and that's the best way to go. I don't think we really need to have a comment thread underneath thread that. With your mama. Um. But yeah, Adult Swim cut ties with Justin Roiland, as well as Hulu did as well. And so did the game company that he was, like, the head of, Squanch Games. Yep. So, it's, again, good... For, uh, apparently, there's a rumor. This. Yeah, there there is a rumor. This is uh, not confirmed by anything, but I think I've heard that it was either... I can't... can't, can't See, the Squanch Games, like, had a lawsuit against him. That actually might be true. But uh, there's a rumor that the Adult Swim cast was... Potentially not going to keep working on the show if he was allowed to stay on, um, which you know, good for them wow. if true.
2: Yeah. Um, Big if true. I don't know.
0: I don't know how thematically Squanch Games goes on without Justin Royland. That just feels weird. Like, hey, you guys got to rebrand at this point because <laughs> you can you can make a game, but that's that's odd. Um, but yeah, good to see people cutting ties with a creepo, and I don't see anyone really defending him. Um, a lot of Rick and Morty fans are saying, man, too bad the show's ruined. Hopefully you can go forward without him, but it's going to be really hard to watch it as long as it still feels like his show. Uh, which is nice. It's interesting to see fans of a thing not want to deal with that when the creator is a a scumbag, you know?
1: An interesting yeah. other, whatchamacall, uh, take that I have at le- seen at least secondhand is, like, uh, is like, people who actually, like, kind of pay attention to the show being, like, like, fuck that guy, like, ev- like ev- anyone can disappoint you, and that include like, as the show teaches, anyone can disappoint you, and that includes the pe- person who makes the show, so, like, fuck him, like, get someone else, like, there's nothing, nothing, none of this matters.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I think a lot of people... Have learned that lesson. It's I, I think enough people got embarrassed by hearing that they were learning the wrong lesson from Rick and Morty. They decided to actually pick up on one of the lessons, and it's that none of this matters. Maybe we just chill out a little bit, okay? <laughs> um, Could you
1: maybe fucking relax?
0: Which is kind of cool. It is, it is cool to see how many... I, I think a lot of Rick and Morty fans grew up some since the show's come out, what, like 10 years ago? And you can do a lot of maturing in 5 to 10 years, and you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm not a Rick. I'm not quite a Jerry, but I can be a regular human being who says, "Hey, maybe don't, maybe don't do domestic violence." (laughs) Like,
2: well, and like Rick, Rick always shows up on those lists of like these people were not supposed to be the idol. (laughs) Like, yeah, like they're they're not actually good. You know, like it'll be like them. It'll be like Tyler Durden, and you know, uh, whatever Leo DiCaprio's character from Wolf of Wall Street, Uh, the Emperor. These
1: people are.
2: The Emperor from Warhammer 40k.
1: The Joker. The Joker. Or the Joker.
0: Or the Joker.
1: Specifically the Heath Ledger Joker. I feel like you only see...
0: Well, there's a Joaquin Phoenix one as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix Joker.
0: Uh, Well, well, it's these bad characters that... You want to see them win in their show, but not because they're correct. Like, I want to see Rick do some wild stuff because, well, he's the title character, but I I want his morals to be defeated and him learn from that. Not just, hey, Jerry won because he was nice. I'm like, that's that's bad. I already knew that. I already knew that. Like, you gotta do better than that to interest me. Um, I need his ideology to be changed, not just him lose. That's not, that's no fun. Um...
1: If the character doesn't grow, then what is the fucking point of telling the story?
0: Yeah, like, what's the point in seeing the Emperor get thrown down a hole if they're just going to come out with the Yalt sith like, five years later? Like, what was the point of killing the Emperor if they're just going to do that shit again? Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people died for literally no reason. For a second, I, mean, I thought you were a... talking
2: about Warhammer 40k. I'm like, he was not thrown <laughs> down a pit. He was killed by one of his, like, sons. You
1: started <laughs> to say the Emperor. For a fucking second, I thought that you were talk- going to talk about the... Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator, and I was like, I don't think anyone thought he was a good guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've got multitudes, y'all. Don't test me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, he's out. Um, we always hope for rehabilitative justice. Not saying that's possible, but that's the hope. Shrug, shrug. Um, I think everything else from here on out is at least mildly enjoyable to talk about or like I said is discourse. So, uh is I discourse
1: guess... in a way that is like fun and not debating some person's humanity.
0: Oh no, every, no, yeah, there's no here. humanity at uh, at debate here. This is all is this good or bad kind of debate. Um while we talk this first topic, I guess uh we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations a little bit. Uh Steph, do you want to pull up the Oscar nominations for us real quick? Yeah, let me grab um, Cool, cool, cool. And as you're doing that, um, I saw today uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, I bought it on Blu-ray before I went to a convention, and then didn't watch it until today. Uh, It is also nominated for Oscars, which is pretty cool. And I enjoyed it. It is, I don't know if this is an exact term, but it is definitely maximalist filmmaking. I love
1: maximalism as an aesthetic.
0: So, my friend alerted me to this. Have you seen the music video for the Little John song, Turn Down for What? I have not. Well, you should watch it, because that is also directed by the Daniels, who directed everything everywhere all at once. And after watching this movie, I'm like, ah, yes, this does feel a part of the same coin. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways. A uh, long movie. Um, it feels long without dragging. Uh, the cast did a, a really good job. Um... I guess I don't really want to spoil anything for anyone. It's not a particularly, there's not like a lot of twists and turns. There's like eight, like a reveal or two, but it's more of this cult storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you didn't know there was going to be a giant at the top of the beanstalk and Jack and the beanstalk, but that doesn't really make it a twist. That just makes it something that we didn't know was going to happen. So, um but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I will say it. It is very good, and overhyped, which is not to say overrated, uh, but definitely overhyped. It's like hearing, man, you you gotta try this ice cream thing, it's gonna blow your mind, and you eat ice cream, you're like, that was very good, my mind isn't blown, though, it is just food, it's really good food, and I, I don't know if I've ever had anything quite this good or interesting, but it is just food, and I will say that it has done, I've never seen a movie like this, and I've never seen anyone tackle multiverse stuff quite this way i mean the ideas are only but so much but i've never seen it happen quite exactly this way or do what this movie was trying to do Mm -hmm. um and what i will also say it is fun to see uh humor in a movie that is not like Make sure we pause for laughter, or do like the Marvel thing. Uh-huh. It's just, hey, there's a silly thing happening, and you definitely are going to laugh at it, but we're not even going to necessarily bring attention to I'm it. Not like a,
1: stop and pat ourselves on the back for it.
0: Yeah, like at one point, you know, once the like the the, the core, like the inside of the plot, the, the weird stuff, like really kicks into gear. Um, uh-huh. This is a small spoiler. One character is like talking to somebody, and like as they're fighting, and someone's having like a monologue, they're like. Th- moving their arm, and, like, cartoon explosions and sound effects, like, boing, spor- is happening as someone's having a oh. discussion. And they don't call attention to it, and it's not even loud enough that it's in your face, but it's definitely like, what the hell's going on right now? And
1: uh-huh.
0: it's kind of like in Elden Ring, how that one dude rides a regular-sized horse because he's a giant, giant man, and that's funny, but they're not bringing attention to it as a joke, it's just, what if this funny thing happened? Yeah, and... It's interesting to see that after a while. Um, uh, wild- a whole list. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the bathos. But Wild that someone nominated Jamie Lee Curtis for a supporting role over a lot of the other people. She deserved it, but also other people deserved it too. And it's just, how did you stumble through all the Asian actors and actresses to get to <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, to
1: trip on to Jamie Lee
0: Curtis. <laughs> um, also, Jenny Slate's in the movie. And- no one's, like, calling her role, like, huge or anything. It's just weird that when you search it on Google, her name comes up. And I uh-huh. think she's in, like, three seats. <laughs> it's really strange. She's not top build over anyone. It's just weird that Jenny Slate's in that movie. It's clearly her, but weird Sorry. to point it out.
1: This fucking Variety article that I found the nominations in makes me want to vomit because of what the, Like, they're listing, uh, like, who is... Under, like, consideration, like, in, like, a narrative way, in addition to the list. And it says, there's also Brendan Fraser, a former action star whose career was derailed by health issues and personal struggles. That's a cool way to say he was sexually harassed. Yeah, it's like, like that's,
0: not, that's not false, but you're underselling that's that. That's
1: not false, but you are sure underselling that, like...
0: Is it at least hyperlinked or anything?
1: No. It's oh, jeez. Yeah. And, like... Also, like, I love Brendan Fraser and I would love for him to have an Oscar, but I don't want the whale to win things because it's just like, hello, here is some fat phobia. Isn't it sad to be big and fat? Like Yeah. We took a fat that's... guy and we put him in an even fatter suit.
0: Strange choice overall. That's <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna go get this black guy, right? We're gonna have him do blackface, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Uh it's like that's okay. that's okay. offensive.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey guys, I just want to say the N-word real bad. Um
1: Oh wait, sorry. Um by the way, the Whale was not nominated for Best Picture, Top Gun Maverick was. Which just the funniest <laughs> shit on the planet because the only review I read of Top Gun Maverick described it as like uh actively propagandizing a a war with Iran. <laughs>
0: yeah that yeah i think that is in there it's it's so strange to see like what's nominated and what's not um
1: like the fact that the banshees of Inishirin, which is an insane like black comedy where a guy like gets mad at his best friend and cuts his fingers off to spite him like cuts his own fingers off to spite him is one of the best picture noms is that a metaphor everywhere all at (laughs) once. And then you've got Top Gun Maverick.
0: Isn't The Way of Water in there, too?
1: Yeah, and Avatar Way of Water's okay. in there. Elvis by Baz Luhrmann, which feels to me like, just like... Like, Baz Luhrmann makes a specific kind of movie, and I also love the maximalist aesthetic of Baz Luhrmann movies, but are they good, or are they fun?
0: That's a tough question, right? Like, was Top Gun Maverick, like, a really good... Is, is that a really good movie? Like, is I'm... It like... People say it's enjoyable to watch, which I don't doubt, but is it good? I could be. I just don't see that as being the kind of movie that would win, but also... Like, is
1: it an exemplar of its genre? Like, is it something... Is Does it have, like, something like what... Like, something like Jurassic Park has that, like, someone's trying to catch that lightning in a bottle again and again for the rest of eternity?
0: Um, like... I, I think it might just be, hey, guys, an action film that's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> like, I, I, I part of me thinks it could just be that, and they don't want to admit that, but it is just... It's a not Marvel and it's movie still detection. A
1: franchise sequel, like
0: Yeah, I mean that's just two of two of two rather than Yeah. Thirty or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's I was watching the drop off show Um actually over the last Is week. It? And I, I I think there's some merit and I don't know if it's a if it's a if it's not a real critique, but I think there's merit to the discussion that Avatar as such has had such a small cultural impact on mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it's changed the way that we've done things, for sure, but it's, like, people can't remember names from, like, the highest-grossing movie of all time or whatever. Like, hey, name me, like, three things about this movie, like, or it's stuff like that. It just, it doesn't mean anything, but it's odd. And then, so I hear A Way of Water comes out, I'm like, is that that good of a movie? Again, I don't know, I haven't seen it, so I can't say uh-huh. it's not, but it just seems odd to me that everyone's like, well, no, it's more of an experience, like, it's a really good movie to go see, like, the story's nothing special, I'm like... I feel like f- to win best picture you have to have everything Avatar has plus like a good story. Like yeah. I don't think you could just get away with not having a good story cuz if that's the I case it then it is
1: probably like like white saviorish again so like that's a gr- the, the fucking Oscar voters love a white savior.
0: True. So they love I mean
1: Crash, they love Green Book like
0: did Black Panther get nominated for Best Picture? Is that why? Because there's a white guy that's like, hey, here's how you do it right. <laughs> I think so. That's not 100% true, but it, the joke works better if I act like it is. Uh, any, You guys care about the Oscars, really?
2: No. <laughs> not
1: really. <laughs> As you can I tell. just like. Just, yeah. <laughs> I just, like... It's less that I care about them and more that I just, like, enjoy... Like, not even enjoy, but, like, I think it's interesting to see what like people are in it like talking about after the nominations come out because i don't see any of these art house like serious movies or like any of the documentaries or anything so like i like to find out it's it's very like like a couple degrees of separation from like actual discourse that means anything to me to like (laughs) be like oh what are people saying about uh like fucking all quiet on the western front on twitter like how are they feeling about this uh
0: it's so weird how much of it like, i don't I'm rooting know for
1: everyone marginalized kind of thing
0: yeah i'm kind of in that camp with you and it is surprising who does and doesn't get nominated and also what they do and don't get nominated for um it is good to see that like once again like a black panther movie got nominated for like some technical stuff that feels that feels accurate um yeah,
1: costumes yes
0: yeah, and then did uh, Angela Bassett get nominated for a performance?
1: Yeah, she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress uh, from Black Panther Two, and like honestly, like I like I would like Stephanie Shu to win it, uh, but like she fully Angela Bassett also fully deserves it. Like
0: that's what's hard. It seems like <laughs> it seems like the Academy is willing to nominate multiple marginalized people at the same time. Just not yeah.
1: So that they can compete against each other.
0: It's like, well, sorry, we couldn't give it to a black lady because we gave it to an Asian lady. I'm like, that's not how this works. You're not pulling that fast one, Academy. You just gotta do better every year. Uh yeah, Stephanie Shu from, from from from, from the de- from the deodorant commercial,
1: and also <laughs> from the secret deodorant commercial where she like is crouched, foot with her arm under the hair, hair the air dryer in the bathroom.
0: She puts on a good performance in. Everything, um, everywhere all at once. I can't just say everything, but it's uh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I don't know what quote unquote good taste is when it comes to the academy because I really enjoyed it. If I were to gamble, I wouldn't say she would win, but I don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think she deserves it. I just don't know. I yeah. Watch the movie. It's hard to determine. Like what? Okay. Like I, yeah, I, don't, it, I don't. Literally, how, we how do I justify this? And then
1: we both just slept too much, so.
0: Uh, that's fine. Yeah, it no, it's 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 fun. Everyone does a good job. I mean, again, Jamie Lee Curtis does deserve to be shouted out for doing a good job. But it's just, if you're gonna pick one person from that movie, how did you pick just her? You know, but not the yeah. whole the whole cast though. Bang up job, and especially the extras. Um, not the extras, but like the side people. Oh,
1: uh-huh, uh, the th- supporting cast.
0: Yeah, there was discourse when this movie came out. Um. <laughs> And I'm remembering it, and so, just, so part of the plot is doing unexpected things for one reason or another, mm-hmm. and at one point a guy says, oh, I'm going to put that thing in my butt, because that would be unsurprising enough to trigger the action, and then some other guy does it, and I saw some discourse saying, it? It, it works, I mean, in the context of the movie, it is, they're not just... So someone said, "Wow, it's just so ridiculous to put something up your butt. Like that's a fe- like that's what you're saying. It's exactly. like
1: that's your thing. It's like no, like, it just be unsu- yeah, unexpected it, for this particular person.
0: Not even that. If I'm fist fighting somebody <laughs> for like some multiverse shit, yeah, let me go. Let me go put this trophy up my ass is not really like a logical the first conclusion. Thing you're thinking of yeah, it only is logical in the sense of wow, I need to do this. Something it's." I don't know, guys. Like, I, I, I don't think this was the the homophobic thing of two thousand twenty two that we needed to have a discourse about. But I could be wrong, you know. Yeah. So, uh, still, <laughs> solid Never special. Never discourse
1: is actually necessary.
0: True. We have more discourse on the way. Um, any other stuff about the Oscar noms? Any other categories you want to shout out?
1: Um, no. I mean, like, I uh, like I said, like I. It's not like I'm probably going to watch them. Like I will probably just be podcasting with y'all and then look them up at the end of the night before I go to bed. Uh, solid, solid. But, yeah, I just wanted to, to briefly chat about them because of those, uh, some of those outliers that are so, <laughs> uh, wild.
0: Uh, do you have the, uh, best animated picture on there? Do you stuff it up?
1: Oh, yeah, um, it is, well, yeah, because it's, um, also, fascinatingly enough, uh, Shrek-nominated, or a Shrek Universe film is uh, also nominated for Best Animated Feature. See, Um, I don't...
0: I don't like that Puss in Boots was chronologically eligible for this specific Oscars. That feels Uh like that should have been next year's Oscars. Which is not to say it doesn't deserve it, because I've seen the fight scene from the end. I'm like, this Uh deserves an award. Just odd that that movie came out... I guess that movie came out like a while ago, like huh?
1: Christmas or something? Was it a Christmas release?
0: Maybe. Yeah, it just feels like it was this year. So that's you know what. Never mind. I'm wrong. I'll admit that on the internet. I'm incorrect. Uh, wow. Uh,
1: Brave.
0: Apparently, the first Puss in Boots movie wasn't very good. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, so for I, I
1: didn't even remember there being another Puss in Boots movie. So. <laughs> Me
0: either. I just saw people say, "Yeah, that first one was bad, but this new one's really okay. good." And I'm like, "What happened?"
1: So yeah, I guess it's, I'm it's, for the kitty. Del, Del Toro Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which is based on a picture book, which I've only heard just, like, absolute gushing about. The Sea Beast, which someone said was boring. Uh, and then Turning Red. Okay. the other ones.
0: I saw somebody online say, the fight scene from Puss in Boots washes all of Turning Red. I'm like, look, guys, that is a dope-ass fight scene. You can't. That's not how we measure stuff, though, like...
1: But yeah, you can't you can't compare like ah a fun semi autobiographical story about being an, like child of immigrants and embarrassment and puberty versus this fantasy cat with Antonio Banderas's voice stabs people real good.
0: Uh yeah, for that part. Now the whole movie maybe because I, I it seems that movie I think from the commercials might be about accepting death to some degree. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's called The Last Wish, because, yeah, he ran out of his nine lives, and Mm -hmm. I have to imagine it would be a bit of an existential crisis when you're like, well, I have nine of these to go, and you're like, actually, now you have one? It's like, ooh, that might be worse than just having one to begin with, like, oof. And the fight he has, I think, is with somebody who's acting as Death, Mm -hmm. so there could be something there, but the fact that a lot of people like it is the surprising part to me, but, again, that doesn't compare to... An emotional metaphor. Um, Also, what I will say for anyone on the internet: um, if you do not instantly like a movie about people of color, specific like particularly Asian people, because it seems to happen, that has generational trauma as a theme, maybe wonder if that's on you. Like if everybody's talking about how good this movie is and you're like, it's not that good. it might be you!
1: <laughs> just for a second, interrogate why. And if it's just that it wasn't to your taste, like, because, like, I don't know, like, fucking, like, the Banshees of Inisherin isn't to my taste, be- not because I hate Irish people, but because I, like, <laughs> don't want to watch a, a movie about two people, like, friend breaking up and then, like, fucking, like, self-immolating. Like, yes,
0: that's rough. Yeah, like, yeah, you're allowed to not like something, um, but to make that everyone else's problem feels like, a, like a, an own goal that you don't need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You could be getting paid to show your ass on the internet. <laughs> Don't just put that stuff out there for free.
0: You could. Um, I don't know whether you mean like in a a showing your actual butt, or you mean being a columnist for like the New Yorker or something. But either way, you could get paid to show your ass online. The answer is yes.
1: Last week we had a mental breakdown on the fucking picket line because someone published an op-ed about how copy editors were literally part of the like police state and should be, and copy editing should be abolished. And but the person who wrote it hasn't. Left publishing in two thousand and eight, uh, and has no experience with anything about that's current about publishing. She's just been fuming about this for thirteen years. It sounds
2: bitter. Yeah, what a weird <laughs> thing to be mad about online.
1: Truly, <laughs> there's so uh, many. What else are people mad at, Mad about online?
0: Yeah, there's people dying. Kim, why are you mad about? Couple. Okay. Um...
1: Literally, literally, our unit chair said that on the on the membership call last week it was like
0: Kim there's people that are dying that can we talk about like brief aside that's such a good phrase and moment because it's not like it was a like a poor person like us telling Kim Kardashian there's people dying a bunch of diamond. it was her rich family who was like hey I mean it sucks but like even it's not that... you
1: are fucking it's <laughs> like
0: which again truly... it sucks to lose something even if you can replace it
1: but fun
0: you know it's it's fun it's fun Um, we yeah, people are complaining online. Um, Steph, you can continue to participate, but if you want to hand that baton to our friend Eric here.
1: I was gonna say, tell me about Forspoken, because I did not even watch any of the videos that came across my timeline, so I don't even know what the dialogue that people say is cringe even sounds like, or whatever the fuck people are bitching about. Tell me everything.
0: So this all so this all starts back in nineteen
1: ninety.
0: Yeah, Forspoken is a video game. So the story starts back in nineteen ninety six when Nintendo decided to double cross Sony. Uh, fast forward <laughs> about thirty <laughs> years though. Uh, so the PS five is coming out and there's this game coming out. Uh, it's, it's a, like a black girl and she's doing magic in sort of an isekai way. And a lot of people are like, it's, oh, like that looks literally fun. an
2: isekai way, I like no, like she just goes yeah. to another world.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally an isekai. I'm not being I'm not being pithy here. And uh, she gets like this, a bunch of bracelets that arrange them into a cuff and it talks and it's kind of like snarky dialogue, right? I think some of a uh, Whedon-esque dialogue maybe watered down from that. Um, and people didn't really seem to care at the moment just because we were happy to see another new IP for the Sony PlayStation uh, or from Square, at least it's on PC as well. Yeah. Um, but as more trailers came out about last year, there was a very, the famous trailer that kind of probably sealed the fate of how people felt about that. Uh, like, so let me get this straight, uh, I'm in a world that's not quite earth, da-da-da, you could find the trailer, and, uh, it, it, people were like, yo, that's pretty cringy." and a lot of us like, yeah, but it looks fun, I'll probably still play it, uh, the hard, so the hard part has become, since that has happened to now, like, along with Velma, is, do you hate this because it's cringe? Or do you hate it because it's a woman of color and it happens to be cringe, or you're holding it to a higher standard because you can't, you can't get past your initial discomfort? Like the protagonist is a little mean and snarky. I'm not going to sit here and say she's like the nicest person. Um, like, and I have my own internal like, bias. Neither is
1: fucking like I don't know. Neither is fucking Mario. Even like.
0: So you got a deep cut to see that Mario's a dick. Uh, I think if you just play the main games, Mario's pretty nice. It's the sports games where you start stepping on Luigi's foot. Um, But if if you want to be a real Mario (laughs) head over here... uh, (laughs) No, so it's... Again, it doesn't really bother me. Um, And I can understand why somebody from, like, rough part of of New York might not just be jazzed about everything. Uh, I think the writing is kind of mismatched, I saw somebody play and in a one scene. She's like, "Don't worry, Cuff. We're going to get through this. We're going to win this fight because it's part of the the in-game dialogue. And then when it goes to a cut scene, he's like, "So what are we going to she's like, "Oh my god, you never stop talking." I'm like, "Wait, so like are you guys friends or not? Like I don't even I don't know if she's mean or not. I it seems like you don't know what that relationship
2: rag- is." Like I,
0: <laughs> I- I, I can't judge it. I, I don't know if she Wait, cares about
1: this, this thing. Is this a or... thing? Like, what's I, happening here?
0: I don't know. Like, we don't... I, I, I don't know.
2: So the and whole that, question that's is... That's even more possible, because, like, if it's dialogue that's translated from Japanese, like, it could have been being played as scenario in Japanese, but in, in English, we're just like, you're just kind of being a dick. Like,
0: Yeah, Austin Walker put out an article, and he referenced some of the Japanese trailer, and in the Japanese trailer, like, one of, like, the demon god ladies I, or whatever, like, the bosses were like... I'm going to crush you. And it's like, okay, this is kind of melodramatic. But in the Japanese, they're like, oh, melodrama, I had some for breakfast. Right. Like, let me get on on my soapbox's soapbox. Like, oh, so they were going for a tone, and they didn't direct that into the English, so it just sounds kind of like DMC, Don't My Cry, like, not the first one, but the DMC one, where it's like, this is kind of, what were you going for? Like, versus Bayonetta. Yeah, versus, like... Yeah, I, I don't know how else to put it. You should have gone full camp instead of being like, well, we're just going to say what camp people would say. Um, but then there also is the issue of there were probably no black people or black women, especially in the writer's room, as this was a Square Enix game. So a lot of people have been going back and forth about, man, this dialogue's so cringe, it's so bad. I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Like, And someone said, yo, you can't give me one of the funniest lines. In the game, and then say it's bad because I think what was a lie. At one point, the cuff says, Actually, creation and destruction are both, or like, destruction and ruin are both sorts of creation. Is like, Oh, destruction. And she does his voice. <laughs> He's like, I don't sound like that. Actually, you sound like this. He's like, You're fucking stupid. And it, like, it ends abruptly. I'm like, That's kind of funny. It's a little snarky, weed and Marvel bullshit, whatever. Right. Who gives a fuck, man. Like, like video if you games, don't like a game, you just cannot play it.
2: Yeah, not all video games are going to have great writing. Like, I remember, like, we had- Most of th- them don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had the whole discussion around when I was playing the, like, uh, Final Fantasy, um, I've Gotta Triangle Kill Chaos. Fantasy? No, I've Gotta Kill Chaos. The oh, yeah. um, I can't remember the name of Origins or whatever. Yeah. The writing in that was, like, honestly, like, pretty bad moment to moment. The overall story was told was kind of cool and, like, was like, okay, cool, like, you did a thing. But like the dialogue being this
1: was the thing you did killing chaos.
2: You do kill chaos, but it turns out you're chaos. So, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I think that's what they were going for, especially considering it is a uh, Square Enix game. I think the team yeah. from Final Fantasy fifteen wrote it. Like I, I think, think that's what they may have been going for. Because Camp... what's the one scene? Where, uh, it's like the one guy like when he's, he's going to. I think the guy goes to monologue. He's like, "We're not doing this. Let's just fight." <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's what they were going for. And a since he was a fair skinned man. We just accepted the bit, and B, maybe it was just written a little better.
2: Yeah, like I think, and, and you know, maybe the maybe people are getting tired of those tropes or something. But like, which is possible. But you know, yeah.
0: remind me of that. Put a tag in that because I have a point about that too.
2: Of what people being tired of the specific tropes.
0: Yeah, because yeah. like game development is so long. If this game would have came out when they wrote it, it probably would have played better. Yeah, but it probably would have been like, of like, of like the three or four years. Yeah, yeah, it take like three or four years to come out, and they're like. People go, oh, this is hello, fellow kids. I'm like, actually, it's hello, fellow adults. But from four years ago, yeah, I'm like this.
2: <laughs> but like this three is years four, ago, this is like, bad millennial like humor. Someone, like,
1: yeah. So I'm just like started making like epic bacon jokes. It's like, oh yeah. no,
0: yeah. And it wouldn't have played when you would have released it, but we would have, it would have played better. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. Like, I I do think that that's probably a big part of it. It's you know, I, it's one of those things where like I. I want to know how it plays, because I think it still looks pretty interesting, and I want to eventually play it, but I also, you know, it's hard to justify 60 or $70 on a video game when you are $70 unsure. on yeah.
0: PlayStation 5, a little bit more on PC, it seems like, and also the specs for it are ridiculous. It does yeah. not seem to be optimized. No.
2: It's uh, like 130 gigs? <laughs> like... <laughs> it's, it's insane.
1: It's,
0: I don't know what they were doing. I don't know... And the people who are criticizing that, they're like, "Look, this has nothing to do with my feelings about the game. What the hell are these specifications that I need to run this
2: game?" Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah,
0: that's that's. Yeah. No, no one's offending that.
2: No, um, I, I, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, I will. If you're one of those I'll play, people who drops in price, exactly. <laughs> if you're one of those people who are like, "Well, this intrigues me, and I want to support the company that made it because I want them to continue making like new and interesting things." So right. it's like you're like, well maybe I should give them that seventy dollars. It's like, no, it's okay to also be like, I'll give them fifty dollars. Like Yeah, like I'll
0: pay you for this game, but I'm not paying you seventy dollars for this game. Yeah. Uh actually, it's not even that it's I won't pay you seventy, I'm not paying you launch price for this. If you would have started at ten or one hundred, I'd be like Well, ten <laughs> is a little bit of an exaggeration. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those
2: um, like it's one of those things where like a lot of people it, it's hard to justify it as a triple A game price, you know, like akin to like a Call of Duty or like a Final Fantasy 16 or like a new Mario game or something. It's hard to be, do that when it's like, hey, this is an untested, like you know, un like unverified IP essentially. Like it's like in, it's new, so like, do you really want to spend seventy dollars on it, or would you be more comfortable spending the forty or fifty? You know, like that. Like we've talked about like the B game in the past. You know, like the yeah. A double A game, you know, something where it's like it's being put out by a big studio, but it wasn't their main budget. So why are you expected to pay main budget prices for it?
0: I think this game was their main budget, though. Like I think this was the well. 18 that made I don't this. know
2: about that because I mean, like they are currently developing Final Fantasy sixteen. So like I think they're yeah. 18 so I don't know Square that.
0: Enix's whole deal. Yeah, but I think this this was still not supposed to be a double A. No. As a quad, it was like a. a it, it was in Sony's like advertising for the yes. last two years it was
2: supposed to be like a thing that was like like hand in hand with the release of the ps5 like i don't think it was supposed to be a day and date of like ps5 launch but it was supposed to be pretty soon after and it got delayed so it's, yeah yeah which it,
0: hey you know what it, if if it, ca- it came out delayed and no it doesn't seem like it i mean it doesn't seem like it's optimized but like i'm not hearing of any like major glitches stuff that doesn't work some like all the problems with are like this would have, you just need to make a Force book into, like, maybe the world's a little empty, some of the bosses are just kind of damage spongy, I'm like, that's new IP problems, you know, like, we shouldn't have to pay for the first one, like, the first Assassin's Creed, uh... The first Zelda, the first Sonic, the first Mario is like these are all fine games, but the sequel. Not in the case of Zelda, I don't know why they did Zelda two, but the, the better known follow up.
2: Yeah, uh, link you to know, the past. You know, like
1: Spyro two, Ripto's Rage, the perfect video game.
2: Kind <laughs> of like I mean, it's it's
0: Crash three, warped way better than the first one. I don't know about two, yeah. but warped is better than.
2: Is no, there, there, than there one. is something to be said about it being like the first iteration of this thing. Like I hope that they. Like Square Enix has kind of been kind of ruthless with like their IPs, where if it doesn't perform, they just fucking cut it. Like uh-huh. they got just start
0: making double A stuff, man. Like yeah, like they were so sp- upset with spend like the less way budget and co- charge us less, and people be like screw it, I'll give it a shot for forty dollars. Ah, man, that was a good idea that sucked. Yeah. Try again.
2: Like it's you know they 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 fully cut off and sold like all of IDUs because like they were underwhelmed with how uh Tomb Raider is performing and Tomb Raider was performing really well by Tomb Raider standards. That was (laughs) the famous,
0: like, they needed it to have a profit of $50 million. Like, you wanted to sell a million copies of Tomb Raider? Like... You Sorry had, you man. You
1: shot yourself in the foot. Like, like you
0: were never going to hit that and people were like this is the highest rated tomb raider ever and it didn't sell enough for their goals. I'm yeah. like that's what well, like, their th- fault. The,
2: the Hitman games and stuff too before they sold those off. Like it those are fantastic series. Like both Hitman and Tomb Raider. It's just like t- t-
0: t- t- and Gunboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Um it's it's
2: just, just
1: Hitman and who and Wound
2: Raider. <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's like it's one of those things where I like square Enix as a developer and I haven't, or like I've liked them in the past, but a lot of their current actions are like things are things where you look and you're like, I don't know what you think you're doing there. Like, I really hope the final fantasy 16 is really good. Cause it'll you- sell. It
0: doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it'll sell to chumps like me. Um, like, and,
0: How bad can it be, right? Though, like yes, even a bad yeah. Final Fantasy game is gonna have a minimum level of polish. And
2: it's their baby, like it, it is their thing. Yeah, that, that's like that's they, the they want to sell. They have to, like, and you know, I, I, they're finally doing the thing where they're putting out Final Fantasy one through six on the Switch in a package, like that. And they they want sixty dollars for it. Guess what? I'm gonna give them sixty dollars for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's at least six games, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, there's worse deals in gaming. I can say, yeah but yeah, so I mean it looks cool. I want to cosplay Frey. She looks really cool, I like her style. There's a lot of good ideas in there. Um but I think there is a, a, a big movement online of people that want to shit on things that they don't need to care about.
2: It's people uh, who can't stand to let people like things. Like Yeah. It's, it's so we have
0: like our mutual friend is playing Forspoken and she's like, This game's great and I'm like I asked her, I'm like, hey, have you played a game that you haven't liked before, like a bad game? She's like, no, not really. I I I like to see the fun part of things. I'm like, wow, what a good existence where you just yeah. enjoy things. Like,
1: yeah, man. It's like <laughs> I, God, I, I, I wish I could close this fucking third eye. Like I, I try yeah, to
2: I, I try to approach like entertainment media from that direction. It can be hard, because like you can definitely feel cheat like like that you got the short end of the stick if you buy like an expensive thing and you're like, wow, I enjoyed this, but not to the level that I would have liked for this amount of money. But. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think it's it's possible to not turn your brain off, but like the fact that, oh, I have this nice black and white box that I can plug a wire into to download something off the internet or put a piece of plastic shaped like a circle into it and see flashing lights and hear voices that some people made. I'm like, well, just if you think of it that way, that's pretty cool. And yeah. Like, I played Sonic Frontiers. There's a lot wrong with that game. It's not a fantastic <laughs> fucking game. Like, yeah. the world's empty. The, the, yeah, the grind rails are just in space. He moves clunky through cyberspace, but I I said, hey, here's 60 bucks. I got something back and said, hey, I quite thoroughly enjoyed this. Would you recommend it to non Sonic fans? No, not really. You could just watch a playthrough, but it's better than Forces, so we're at least on the upswing. You yeah. know? I, I, yeah. That's fine. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect.
2: I mean, it's... I'll be I'll be real, the only reason I don't own Forspoken right now is because they didn't get any physical copies in at the game store that I work at. Like, <laughs> like if I could have gotten it on Store Credit, I would've. Store credit? Like,
0: yeah, I'm know. not saying people gotta rush out easy, and spend easy. seventy dollars right now. It, it's just the the shitting on it when it's yeah. like did you it's one thing to shit on something you wanted to play and then it was bad. Like, man, I'm I'm disappointed but, like, man, I'm probably gonna hate this but I'm a content creator so I should play it and shit on it. Like, yeah, bro, why you don't, like, you don't have, I guess, maybe if it's your job, but for all the people in between, it's like, uh. Use some
1: nuance. Like, talk about what is actually, like, wrong with it if you don't like it and don't just be like well i'm i happen to be being more critical to this game with a black lady or
2: encourage people to like look at things that are doing it well like you know like find examples that are doing it well and like point people towards that and like point and hope that maybe the developers get to look at that thing too and be like oh okay like maybe we should have had some like
1: here are some points of like, reference. Yeah, we should have had some women of color like
2: in the room with this, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, no it's... shit, Sherlock.
1: Hey, like... But you got to remember,
2: Yoshi
0: P doesn't think black people exist.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, bro, so okay, I got I got to go off on I'm a. Joking. Final... No, I, I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> this is an agreement. Uh, I've got to go off on a slight tangent about Final Fantasy 14. They put a cosmetic item in that you could buy on the like the real money shop. I'm pre-cringing.
0: I'm very scared. No, no, no,
2: no. It's it's an outfit that was like a very popular outfit for an NPC. That's really like a really cute outfit. I'm like, oh, I would love to have that for my character. And it's so it's like a you know like a frilled dress, like a jacket and like leggings and boots or whatever. They the leggings are supposed to be semi see through like stockings essentially. Um, they didn't account for the character's skin color under it because they never tested on anything but white characters so they actually never changed it to be just semi-see-through. It's just see-through to the color of the skin of the NPC it's based on. So you have, like, these characters who are black. It'll be like, because it, like, shows up their thigh or whatever. It's like, oh, black thigh, and then, oh, why are you white under that sock? Like...
0: <laughs> I mean, that's an easier way of making a texture, but... But that also shows. Oh, it's not see-through.
2: <laughs> <That's> yeah. Just, <laughs> people, most people are like, "Oh, I thought it was just like that was the color of the sock or whatever." But no, now that I'm looking at it, it's supposed to be see-through. Like that. The character's name it's is like Gaia. Holes. Like, yeah, like that's like Gaia's skin tone. Like, that's so weird. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <Really> embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but just at least it isn't like here are some dreads that you can put on any color of person. Yeah.
2: Like. Well, World of Warcraft well, not, has that covered. <laughs> it's not Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Also, most it's, RPGs uh, you can put dreads on any color hair or any color skin tone because in Final Fantasy you can be a blue dragon girl and have dreads. <laughs> that's
0: fair. I, I don't mind it as much personally, and it's not. For, I don't speak for everybody. I don't mind it as much when it's in these fake worlds where like, well, black people aren't the ones like who like have GTA had to go through systems or like, well, GTA, but like that's where everything is just goes like in a Family it's Guy like Tony type Hawk game.
1: Or like- yeah. Yeah.
0: Or like, but in World of Warcraft, we're like, well, black people haven't been the victims of systemic racism. Other people have been, but not particularly us. Well, okay, there's not as much tied to it there. Um, that's true. That's, that's just is, me my, though. That's like
1: perspective I have not heard before. Yeah.
0: Well, cause I mean, I, I, I think about. Well,
1: no, I don't mean that dismissively. I just think no, it's no. an interesting point of view on it.
0: Yeah, because I think about well, why is cultural appropriation bad? It's like, well, because of real life factors. It's like, okay, cool. So, what what about this world where there's pa- where there's panda people and dragons and tieflings? It's like, yeah, if black people still went through like cultural subjugation. Like, I have more questions for the author than I do the logic of this world. <laughs> like, right. That's
2: pretty rough. It's- <laughs> so, what you're saying is like you you would understand in World of Warcraft that like any skin color could have dreads because like again, what you just said about like. It, it having more to do with the like yeah, the subjugation, did yeah. Not exist in. So yeah, so like, so, but you would have steal a problem. Black
0: people's hairstyle, right, and it, profit off of it,
2: but it would be problematic for like a human in World of Warcraft to be able to have an. Orc heritage uh, hairstyle because they subjugated and, and murdered orcs or like vice versa. The,
0: the humans in the game would be problematic for them, but as the right. player, I have no yeah. connection to right. it. So like, since since it's not a one to one, I can still do it and not be a racist, but my character, <laughs> hey, you probably shouldn't have did that, my man. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you have that orc hawk like on your head, look, but hey, you know, look, you do, do you, you, man.
2: I'm sure that there's, there's guilds in World of Warcraft who like to role play as world as like, Azeroth racists who were like who like hate blood elves or something. <laughs> Who's the Chet Hanks of Azeroth? <laughs> Just <laughs> <running around. laughs> like you, you, you know that there are people like that out there. Like
0: oh, both uh, both players of Warcraft and people within Warcraft. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's like in Bright that somehow the say, oh, still God. happened. <laughs> A film that was made. Uh, I had the, to you
2: know, uh, <laughs> sit through a conversation with someone. I think it was it. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to like accidentally like put my whole foot someone in my mouth. Yeah, I I know someone was like, yeah, I really like bright, and I was like, that's surprising because like everybody else really didn't like. Yeah. But, but well, I'd like the to each their own. If, like,
0: if someone was able to sit, I like I've, I've, I've seen things through, through like reviews and stuff. Um, but if someone was able to sit down, and watch Bright, and say, "You know what? I had a fine time watching that." Then good. Yeah, I'm glad the movie was made not, for people to enjoy.
1: But... Yeah, and, was, know, I think was... I was
2: more just surprised. I was surprised <laughs> that somebody like, because first off, I hadn't really thought about that movie in a very long time, and then <laughs> like I was more just surprised to hear like a positive thing about it because like I remember the tie at the time like the. The very... The internet as a whole was like, what the it's hell? Destroyed. Yeah.
0: What's... I mean, when you see the previews and trailers for it originally, you're basically like, oh man, it's going to be like Bad Boys, but with like magic and stuff. I can't wait to... And Will Smith's there? That That's going to be great. And then you watch like... Or see like the newer trailers. Like, well, this looks kind of dumb. What is this? And it's like, it's Max Landis. Hold on a second. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um... Transitioning from the forspoken discussion that took us into many of the worlds, even the worlds of Azeroth, uh, a game kind of, there may have been rumors about it before, but got announced and released on the same day for Xbox and Game Pass, so Steam as well, um, from Bethesda. I don't think they made it, but they published it, called Correct. Hi-Fi Rush, and here are two things that I immediately thought when I saw this trailer. Thing number one, this is extremely my shit. And I need to get this as soon as possible. If I have to get Game Pass, which I know you keep saying I should, I will do yep. that today. <laughs> which I didn't have to get Game Pass, but, uh, cause it's on Steam, but I still can. Thing number two. Hey, uh, weren't we just talking about cringy dialogue like literally yesterday? And this trailer opens up with Hey, that's me. I bet you're wondering what's this guy doing here with his robot arm and MP3 player in his chest. I'm like, what are we just talking about? This yeah. shit. Yesterday, was like, this looks hilarious. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, am I losing? There's no way you guys think this dialogue is okay. I actually and you like, hated that shit.
2: I was gonna say, like, I, 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 think you and I briefly talked about it before we started recording. Like, I said that I liked the game. What I didn't say was that I was not quite yet sold on the dialogue, but I was also like, yeah, like, it's just that. Like, it's just this trope. It's that trope of, like, this cringy. And I was like, fine, whatever. I like the gameplay enough that I can ignore it. like.
0: (laughs) And the way I look at it, when I hear it in this, it fits a little better, but it doesn't make it better. You know what I mean? It's the
2: Borderlandsification of, like, video game dialogue (laughs) and story. Yeah, it's... it's like the
0: difference between, like talking like border like talking like that in borderlands versus like harley quinn doing it in the arkham games where it still makes sense for her but it's like that doesn't really fit the setting i guess right um but to me somebody who just embraces being cringe all the time i'm like well force broke is a little cringy who gives a shit like it's sure i want to be a black lady through his magic oh hey it's a white dude running around with, like with metal that looks like a guitar uh, a that sounds cringy on its face, and I'm going to play it, and I did play it, it is cringy, and I love every second of it. Yeah. But, like, it yo, did, how, how come y'all aren't mad about
2: this? <laughs> it did musical cringe humor better than, uh, Brutal Legend ever could have. Uh, oh, the, you think so? I think so. I think, I, I like, because Brutal Legend, like, just completely fell on its face mainly because like it it built itself up as being like an action game akin to hi-fi rush with like this like musical like metal theming around it or whatever but then like after you play the first level of brutal legend it becomes a, a real-time strategy game and you're <laughs> okay, like yeah and you're like well, uh, what
0: <laughs> um, i like jack black and i like this this just not is what i bought this game for yeah
2: whereas like hi-fi uh, rush is exactly what it advertises itself as like playing it and it's it's fine. It's like a like, comic book. Looks yeah. kind of like
0: Borderlands. Cell shaded. It's a perfect hold you over if you just want the flavor of Jet Set Radio until we get Bomber or Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, but for those that don't know, it is a rhythm based like action game. So think Devil May Cry, but you attack on the beat. You also could just not attack on the beat, but you do mm-hmm. better if you do. Um, you you press the buttons on the beat, but he attacked like before. after that. It's. It's weird to describe, but it works and it feels good. And there it's is fun.
2: a weird latency thing that you kind of have to get uh, used to, but it, it is it's fine. Like yeah, it's- and it's
0: to make sure that it works because y- you wouldn't want your animations to be one beat long consistently. It'd be disorienting. Yeah, so you just tap on the beat and it's fine. And the humor is what it is, and I appreciate it. the s- The story, I'm not really sure what they're going for. I only beat the first boss. Um but yeah, basically, you're just some kid who goes to an island to get experimented on for, I guess, money. He's supposed to get a robot hmm. arm, but the MP3 player that he brought and put in basically his TSA luggage thing, the CEO just throws it behind or just drops it, and it falls onto his chest and gets pressed in. Not, su- I'm not really sure yeah. how, and I don't think it Look, necessarily it well needs just to make be sense. Magic. Like it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll buy the magic that his chest MP3 player makes things attack on the rhythm. I don't get how it got pressed into his chest. Sure. sure.
2: Well, that press <laughs> also removed his arm. That was still there. He had an arm. Yeah. And, like, yeah. um,
0: it was in a sling. I think maybe he broke it. Yeah.
2: It's like, he showed up he, with like a broken arm or something. And they were like, Oh, you're going to get a metal arm. And I was like, well, he has an arm. Like, I thought that this would be more like about like a prosthesis or something like, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah. He just, uh, I just
0: want you to take my old arm. That's broken. And give me a new one, like. But you know that'll heal, right? I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I'm not sure what the plot's going to be total, uh, but it's like shady corporation. Yeah. Capitalism is bad.
2: I, I rock did wanna, out and beat everybody up. I do want to bring out bring up that it's like. So the actual company, the the, the team that made it is called uh, Tango GameWorks, and yeah. like it is such a huge departure from their previous games because they previously did the evil with uh, the evil within one and two. And oh Ghostwire goodness. Tokyo, which are all like horror games, like third person and first person, like action horror games. So, if, like to go to this like extremely upbeat, like music based, like, like action game, very like weird. very
0: dark, you know, moody, yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo had some neon going on, but still dark. Yeah, this is a huge aesthetic departure.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Aesthetic and, like, gameplay departure, to be completely honest. Like, and that, like, I, I like both Evil Within 1 and 2, and I really liked Ghostwire Tokyo for, even though it was, again, one of those games that was, like, slightly disappointing for what I expected out of it. Like, you know.
0: It is not quite the aesthetic departure that I thought it was. It is... But they also have a mobile game called Hero Dice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like okay, y'all want some money? I get it. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's still like for for this being like their first like other big game that they've put out since Ghostwire Tokyo. Like it's it's very different um, <laughs> to put yeah. it lightly. Uh, but, but it's cool.
0: I, I I like it so far. Everyone seems to be pretty in love with it, which is fine. Um, and another again, reason to it's get not, game pass <laughs> it's not ill will towards this game it's just I'm like where's the consistent ill will like yeah y'all are making it really seem like that wasn't the problem with Forspoken. yeah uh, but
2: hey another reason to get game pass you know like gonna gonna get be, game
0: pass mm-hmm. more games more, more people getting built up uh, I did see something that made me sad though um, I saw I think it was one of the developers from Sunset overdrive was like on Twitter was like man I'm really happy for this game but it does kind of, I'm not going to lie. It does sting seeing so many people like, man, this is what sunset overdrive should have been. I'm like, Overdrive
2: was good. Like, I don't like
0: <laughs> the problem with sunset overdrive is, is that it was a launch title for the Xbox one, which yes. nobody had. It's not their fault. And then it came out later and everyone's like, I don't, what is this game? Like, it's, I still want to play it one day, but it's like, damn,
2: like, it's also I, I on game pass. That. So,
0: uh, um, Apparently, this is rough. Uh, somebody online was complaining about Hi-Fi Rush being only six hours long. Sideways crying emoji laughing. So I was like, "What's the source on this?" But it's and people are like, "Why does that matter?" First off, it is a thirty dollars game, so it's not AAA price. I don't. I don't need to play a rhythm fighting game for more than th- six hours, TBH. Nope. Like,
2: <laughs> There's, there has to be. You know, when we talk about like not feeling like you get your money's worth out of like a game length or like a movie or something like that like there is also something to be said of like feeling like you are being it's being padded or like that it's being drawn out for too long like there's there's there is a balance like that you can't fool people by being like oh our game is 87 hours long you're like yeah but like 30 of those hours, I may as well have not been playing this game.
1: (laughs) How much of that 100% of the game is just talking to Koroks?
2: Yeah. Right. How much of it it is, you know, like, wandering around a map because you didn't give us fast travel? Like, how much of it is you not respecting the player's time versus, like, you know, wanting to have actual content? Like, it's, you know.
0: Right. Like, yeah, like, Korok Seeds is the perfect thing. Like, they're, like, they do give you a reward for getting all of them. But it's not it's not something that you're like, I need to get that for any other reason than getting it. Because they're not saying, guys, we have 100 hours of gameplay. It's like, yeah, that's because I have to find all these damn Korok seeds. It's like, nah, it's, it's it's like a nice world. You know, you spend 20 hours playing it, and then 40 more hours in the world, and another 40 hours just riding your bike around and finding Korok seeds. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't need this game to be that long, man. Like, I, I want a game to be long because I'm replaying it, like Slay the Spire or Hades, not because... To took me 80 hours to beat this game. With the right, exception like, of, like, a Persona or a Yakuza,
2: like... RPGs stuff. are different, like, it, it... You wouldn't expect, like... Like, I didn't expect Devil May Cry 5 to be much longer than 8 hours. Like, and that <laughs> that's, like, a big... Big title. Like, you know, it's... There's, there's a lot of different games that you're, like... <laughs> you know... They don't need to be that long. Um,
0: no, it, length is not a real measurement of anything other than how long like it's just i had this game for this amount of time but we all know that that doesn't have any indication on the price tag because i remember thinking when i first played modern warfare 2 with my buddies in college on on the tv four player split screen so no online gameplay we got tons of hours out that game like i got far more than 60 dollars worth of enjoyment out of call of duty modern warfare 2 the original one Mm -hmm. I don't think it stands to reason that they should have charged more for that game just no. because we got more hours out of it, right? That would be re- if someone said if, if if Activision Blizzard came out here and said, "Hey, you know what, guys? We see how much you all play like Warzone and all of our games. So instead of like having the mechanics we have in there, we're going to charge you one hundred dollars flat for Modern Warfare Warzone." People rightfully would be like. Kiss my ass! Right. I'm not giving you a hundred dollars for a video game, and like, but but it's gonna it's gonna give you over a hundred hours of gameplay. That's a dollar an hour. Where are you gonna get that value? And we'd be like, I'll find that value. I'm not giving you a hundred dollars yeah. for a video like, game. Can Blizzard. you imagine
2: imagine a world where they decided to charge like in World of Warcraft? They decided to charge you not a monthly fee, but a fee per hours played. Like <laughs>
0: nope. that's called a game that no one's going to play anymore. That's, yes, exactly. And We're not um, going back to the arcades, so no. it's
2: quarters no so we're not
1: going back to the trenches we're
0: not going back there again you're like, not getting quarters from me mr namco
2: i was gonna say like quarter munching was like a legitimate thing like it, when you actually start to like look at the way like arcade machines were specifically tuned in order to like just get as many quarters out of kids as possible like what we're, what what we're currently seeing with like loot boxes and like monetization like methods in certain games you're like I don't know, man, is that really any more predatory than the arcade owner being able to be like, uh, I switched it up to difficulty four and you guys can't change it. If you want to beat the game, put more fucking quarters in kid. Like- yeah. yeah. Th- this is technically less bad, nerd. which is not
0: to say that it's not evil. Yeah. It's just, well, I can still at least play the game, right? They're like, yeah, but you won't look good. Yeah, but I can play Pac-Man. Like can't play no more. Give me some yeah. more money. Clyde's moving pretty quick. You gotta be faster than that to get away from it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it was more, like, in, like, the, like, Streets of Rage and, like, the, the, like, action platformer-style games and arcades where they'd be, like, you know, oh, like, if you, like, if they they could tune it so that, like, you know, the enemies would have, like, a little bit more health or deal a little bit more damage, like, that it would be otherwise unnoticeable to a player. Like, it's effed up. Just, like,
0: just scummy stuff and, uh... So, yeah, um, for some reason I wanted to talk about Overwatch, but there's nothing big other than the patch is just kind of whack. Uh, if we're having another slow news week next week, I'll talk more about it, but it is what it is. Um, last topic, then, to get us out of here, so no people want to go to sleep. Set us free. Um, some like it hot. That's written in the show notes.
1: Oh, yeah. That's not, this is the second-to-last topic, then, because we didn't talk about D&D Beyond. And- Shit! <laughs> but I'll talk about Something Like It Hot real quick. Thank uh, you, I'm
2: so sorry. No worries. <sighs> it's, uh,
1: We can talk about um, d
2: Beyond and stuff next week, because that's still a developing story as well. Okay, we'll touch on it after this then.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, but Something Like It Hot is a musical just opened on Broadway this year. Um, it's based on a movie that uh, had Marilyn Monroe in it uh, back in the day. Um, and it's a, like... Like a jazzland sex comedy kind of like romp but it's got a cross-dressing plot at the heart of it like these two like jazz musicians see a mob murder and they join an all girls band crossing the country to avoid being tracked down by the mobster and put out of their misery for witnessing the crime um and in the uh in the original movie uh like, one of the guys ends up feeling, like, just feeling himself a little bit more, like, in the girl costume and at the end, and there's like, part of the joke of it is that uh, when they get to California that oh this, like, millionaire falls in love with uh, Jerry as Daphne and like, so it's like, haha, ah, ha, he fell in love with a woman with, it, or like, a man in a, in a wig um, but then even in this movie that came out in, like, the 50s at the end, uh, Daphne is like, like, Oscar, I've got to tell you something and takes the wig off. And Oscar's like, like, eh, nobody's perfect. <laughs> like, which is wild to me. But in this, um, there've been a lot, there's been a lot of uh, like ink spilled in the last couple of years about like men in dress comedies on Broadway because uh, Tootsie was on, was on Broadway a couple years ago. Um, and, Um, And Mrs. Doubtfire also was a Broadway musical uh, for a brief bit. And, like, both of those are, are, like, stories that inherently hinge on, like, the comedy of how silly it is when a man pretends to be a lady. Um, And neither of, like, they got a a lot of critique because it was like, you didn't really do any work to, like, try to make this at least even a little bit more, like inclusive or like think about it at all like when you were putting this together. Um however, um the Sun Like It Hot Writers absolutely did. And so Jerry and Daphne over the course of the uh musical like Daphne actually like begins to feel like like maybe she's gender fluid. Like sometimes she's Jerry and sometimes she's Daphne and like actually like, there's like actually a conversation about like gender identity that happens while also still being an extremely fun, like tap dancing sex comedy musical. Um, and I just think that it was really nice to see. They did a really good job that like also like in both of the scenes where uh, the millionaire and Daphne are like alone together or like spotlit together. Uh, they did have like extremely by lighting on the stage uh, which I was like, I wonder, I wonder if this is like a little Easter egg for <laughs> for all of us. Um, but it was just like really cool to see like that they instead of it just kind of perpetuating this same. And Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is still open down the street, so nice to see something that treats trans people with respect on broadway we've i mean there's also been like a mess with the the jagged little pill musical which is an alanis morissette jukebox musical that had a non-binary uh non-binary actor in it uh when it was in previews and i or something like that and then when it transferred the character was suddenly like uh suddenly female and played by a cis actress and that that had some hullabaloo about it something like that but uh but yeah so it's nice to see people actually being decent in storytelling and it not kind of like they're like some very like not uh like nominal nods to like like why would i go like why would i go down south by myself kind of things like from like black characters and whatnot but like and it kind of it's like you don't have to be like extremely earnest and cringe and like after school, especially to have meaningful and like enjoy like en- engaging representation in your media. Yeah. Thank uh, you for coming to my TED talk.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, it's good to hear that there's a that that musical still has a modern adaptation to it that can like. Uh huh keep the spirit You can do of something it. new.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like if you're if you're adapting something, you should be adapting it. Like, yes.
2: It's too often do you see that it's just like it's a modern version where it's just the same thing but now everyone has a cell phone. Like, you know. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like fucking Ethan Hawke as Hamlet. Like Yeah. You're, like you're oh wow, you're not that cool, bro. Like <laughs> um but yeah, I Uh, Very much enjoyed it. And also I am a slut for tap dancing and there is so much tap dancing in this. I love how it's like seeing fireworks. I love like the percussive likeness of it. Like the finale is a 10 minute long tap dancing chase scene and they're singing the whole time. And I just can't imagine the level of conditioning and core strength.
2: I'm not saying need. I'm not saying that tap dancing isn't impressive. I'm just saying that you and I should have like changed moments in our childhood then, it's because I had to it. I had to sit through so many like tap tap dance performances growing up, <laughs> and I never really appreciated it that lucky, much.
1: I have the lucky privilege of uh, being just like able to bring a book everywhere and ignore everyone as a child, so... Yeah,
2: I wasn't allowed to do that. If I was at one of those recitals, I had to be...
1: Pay attention! <sighs> Respect yeah. your sister.
2: I had to be attentive and extant, so...
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, let's talk about some dice rolls real quick, and then we can call it a... Yeah. Yeah, roll the a dice. We got... Night.
0: Got an update on this earlier this week.
1: Yeah, so previously on Survivor, um... <laughs> the D and D Beyond had announced like a licensing, like a new licensing structure that was going to essentially, I think, make uh, creators who use the D and D universe yeah. and like materials pay a royalty to uh, Wizards of the Coast out of their sit- like out of their profits from doing so.
2: Not even out of their profits it was just yes. out of like net net income. Oh,
1: just net yeah. income. Okay. So
2: like it wasn't even like accounting for like if was that was actual for, profit like, or not. Or something. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, like that was like pretty. Uh, it was like structured it in just a way feels that it, kind
1: of like. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say
2: it was structured in a way that it was gonna hurt both small and large creators, uh, which was mm-hmm. pretty uh, uh problematic. Um, but in response the internet exploded for a little while of you know different content creation channels and people being like well if that's what you're going to do we're just not going to engage with D&D we're
1: just yeah we'll just play dungeon world or something yeah like, like there's plenty out,
2: like- plenty of alternatives like there's tons of small indie games on like itch.io and stuff like that like how yeah, some
0: I want to try actually
2: yeah how like i so do i like i still want to run a blades in the dark game like that you know the um beam yeah, saber which like beam, beam saber, saber is based off of like there's there's tons of these different ones like for even just for mechs i can think of like armor a like lancer uh beam saber like um Dasher like, Predator. Yeah. like there's there's tons of these like smaller ones so it's like it wasn't that hard for creators to be like cool well we just won't engage with dungeons and dragons and like that's kind of like in fact
0: thanks for giving us a reason yeah and so like that's <laughs> I mean, kind I mean, of
2: that's a problem because that's one of Wizard slash Hasbro's big money makers at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So they hey, came yeah, out... was either kill
0: D&D or kill Magic. And well, they done, said, they chose okay, no, Yeah, they chose both. So <laughs>
2: um, Even though, like, you know, for all the things of people saying that they're killing Magic, like, they're also making more money off of Magic than they've ever made. So, like, are they killing it or are they just making it... Are they pricing regular players out of the game? Who can, ta- who can say? Um, the... Uh, but so they 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 revised what they wanted to do with the um, licensing update and basically said, hey, we heard you. And, you know, when a company says that, it's usually bullshit. But uh-huh. they did say that anything that's in the SRD, which is like the what is considered like the core rule sets of Dungeons and Dragons are going to be on a Creative Commons license. So they will be free to use. It's all of the extra materials that you'll have to pay them for, which is fair, I think. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, you can make up your own stuff. You can make up your own classes, monsters, that kind of stuff, and use that. But if you want to use, you know, something from Unearthed, Unearthed Arcana or like the Dragonlance setting specifically, you would need to license that through Wizards. Which, again, makes sense
1: yeah it just like i mean we talked about this last week too but i feel like like the just the context of it is, is like the only reason that dnd is having this moment in pop culture is because of creators the popularity yeah. of, of content creators who have been using their system yeah so like
2: and like to that extent the you know the success of creators on itch.io and like small ga- indie game developers like they can owe their success to the fact that Dungeons & Dragons had this moment of, like, flash in the pan due to podcasts and stuff like that because it created a whole new, like, um space for people to want to, like, go and look into that kind of stuff.
0: Like a little cottage industry.
2: Yeah. It's kind of
0: weird. It's that symbiotic thing, like, no one really cares about D&D without, like, all these big actual play podcasts, but no one cares about these actual play podcasts quite the same without D&D. Right. Which, actually, that might be false, but you wouldn't be getting the big boom that you did. Yeah. Um,
2: Like, it's it's hard to sell someone on, like, hey, go listen to this actual play podcast called, you know, like, this season of friends at the table oh were they playing D? well no they're playing this you know this game that were like well do they roll dice yes and no
1: like <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes every- they like stop and talk about their characters just in like a like well if i did this it would go here and here and then what, what about that and like
2: like what if my character wants to fail this role <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: uh We all know D&D as a reference point, even if we don't really quite know how to play it. So saying, hey guys, this D&D thing's actually pretty cool, we should give it a listen, is a lot different than like, okay, cool, so I I know you've never heard of D&D, but if you like the idea of making stuff up in your head, you should try this game called Beam Saber. Like, I don't
1: don't know what that is,
0: even though... Or, or Monster of the Week, which is easier to play than Dungeons & Dragons.
2: Yeah. But, like,
0: I don't know if I just want to sit around having imagination parties with my grown friends. Like, no, trust me, you do. You just have to try it first with d d it's, it's... Normally, gateway drugs are easier I'm, than the drugs you get into, but it's like, nah, guys, I want to try crack so I can get into smoking weed. Like, yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. I, you from could now on, I'm gonna...
2: I'm you're gonna, gonna
1: need the weed to calm down afterward. Like, Jesus.
2: Anytime I schedule a... D&D game. I'm gonna call it an imagination party with my grown friends. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's fun!
2: Why
0: do we stop using our imagination?
1: Imagination party with our grown friends. It's true. So- I would love to play. S-
0: soon, TM.
2: <laughs> yeah, that... Dear listeners, this is a moment where the three of us realize that we have not been able to play in our D&D world since last September, and that wasn't even our main game. So...
0: That's, that's wild to think about though, that like, I wish corporations didn't ruin things because saying like putting things in quarters is actually a good way to think about them for me for some reason, but it's weird to think of like, oh yeah, Q4 just goes by really fast and you don't think about like October, November, December, gone. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, it was September and then the last part of the (laughs) year.
2: Yep.
1: September, and then the year's over. Hey, Congratulations.
2: D A E. Does anyone else feel like when you as you get older, time passes faster? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a real thing, though. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, that's it's it's a the way that we perceive time is based on the amount of time we've been alive. So if you're two, one year you feels like you half ahead. your life. Uh,
0: that's why I like looking forward to stuff. Because oh man, look! If you want to slow down time, just. Just say, I can't wait for Saturday. Boy, I tell you what, that yeah. Thursday's gonna feel like Boy, six I'm weeks.
2: Even even if you don't <laughs> have anything it. planned on Saturday, uh, just keep telling yourself, man, can't wait Especially for Saturday. Especially
1: if you don't have anything planned on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs>
0: actually, you know what? Life hack. It's actually good to, like, hating your job is good. Because it makes the time pass, it gives you something to look forward to, so your life doesn't escape. Because if you like your job, time flies when you're having fun. That's not what I want to happen at all. I'm joking. Capitalism's a curse, and you just make jokes to feel better about it. Um, Beyond. So, do you all want to jump into the end of the episode?
2: Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this episode. I've already forgotten. Can we
1: make a quick uh, Go Beyond Plus Ultra? Joke
2: you just did hit
0: the road no it's so fun go. hearing uh in the new season of my hero it's funny hearing endeavor say plus ultra and i rot. like he's the first time earnestly. he says it i always hated that phrase but i'll use it now go beyond plus ultra and then in this in a later episode he just does it not because as soon I, as
1: you start doing something ironically you're gonna start doing it earnestly
0: <laughs> there's a there's a scene in this, the newest episode I watched, it was, it was very, like, throwaway, but I remember when Todoroki and Bakugo had to go, like, to the remedial training to get their hero license, and someone's like, this is the hardest challenge of all, taking care of kids, <laughs> and they were failing at it miserably because Todoroki has no social skills, and a, oh, look at him, he's trying, kind of way, and Bakugo is, wow, he needs to stop trying because he's bad at it, and one of the little kids says... Why do you have all those extra wieners on your belt? He's like, they're not wieners. They're like little little containers. What? And in this latest episode that I watched, Hero Society's falling apart, and people are like, can we trust heroes? What are we going to do? And you see two of the kids walking by, and the, the one kid's like, you think we're going to be all right? He's like, don't worry, man. We got five wieners on our side. He won't let h- anyone be harmed. <laughs> and you're like, what the?
1: Good old five ha- wieners. Ha-. And it,
0: it's at first, what are you talking about? Second thing is, oh, that third back joke. Third thing these kids really believe in, like, that teenager that's supposed to help save the world. Like, it's a heartwarming moment when the rest of the world is falling apart. And heroes are like, I'm done, man. I can't no more. So I hope the show ends soon on this, like, well, this part's not the high note, but, like, high note of storytelling. And, uh, I don't know. I might rewatch it when it's over and do, like, a recap show or something. I don't know. I like how My Hero Academia and I'm tired of people calling it cringe just because teenage girls like it even though i'm not that uh yeah <laughs> Steph, you want to hit people with the social media business go beyond plus yeah. ultra
1: yeah so uh if you want to find us on the internet uh you can find at least two-thirds of us on there uh eric is tindy losi if you can find him um i am <laughs> Steph on twitter Ooh, the snow queer on tumblr and hello stuff on instagram and um is brother dom anywhere he wants to be found uh, you can also find our show out there. We are character reveal.simplecast.fm in your browser. We are character reveal in your podcatcher of choice. Um, and we are character reveal on Facebook and Instagram, character rev on Twitter. Um, and then if you want to interact with the show in some way, you could shoot us an email, characterreveal at gmail.com. You could leave us a comment um, or a rating or a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Let's see, you could support us, um, like, those are ways you can support us emotionally, you could also support us financially, Uh, you could be a Patreon supporter um, for a dollar or more a month, um, or you could buy coffee, which is a benefit to all of us.
0: You can do that, and you can do that through our sponsor over at Grinding Coffee Company, uh, a black-owned LGBTQ plus-owned woman-owned online coffee shop. I'm going to just cut to the chase. Their coffee is delicious and it works, i.e. there is caffeine in it and it tastes good and it makes you feel better. Um, They got all the different kinds of stuff you need, grounds, K-cups, beans, all the different kind of coffees, as well as some cool merchandise if you want to look cool and represent them or you need a cup or something. You can never have too many mugs. You can, but why would you limit yourself? Um, So... Follow the link in our description, show notes, or go to their website, Grinding Coffee Company, and uh, use offer code Character Reveal, all one word, for 10% off your order. That helps them, that helps us, and it helps you. You get a deal. Uh, so that's uh, Character Reveal over at Grinding Coffee Company. Check them out. It's uh, good stuff, and they won't let you down. But other than that, that is an episode of the podcast. Uh... <laughs> Eric, Steph, thanks for doing a podcast with me, and I didn't even talk about how The Bachelor came back, because what's the, where's the story? You know, it's, Maybe <laughs> it's next week I'll have some really. factoids. Uh, but listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We are trying to get back to weekly. Um, let's hope the snow doesn't get in the way or any other kind of stuff going on, but uh, thanks for spending time with us, and until next time, see you later.
1: Bye. Bye.